0: Welcome back to Money Minutes for Doctors. Once again, I am your host, Christina McAteer, and on behalf of Brown Emergency Medicine and the Brown Emergency Medicine blog, we welcome you to Money Minutes for Doctors. We once again have our featured guest, Ms. Catherine. How are you today? Awesome. Thanks for asking, Christy. Good Wonderful. Well, welcome back well, once again. <laughs> we appreciate your loyalty to this podcast as we are doing some good work spreading financial information to doctors so they have all the information they need to hopefully have financial wellness and financial success on their side.
1: Exactly. And I also want to add to that financial peace of mind because, boy, finances can be very stressful.
0: Yeah. And I think we talked about another podcast. It literally is one of the top three stressors that people encounter in life. Is that what you recall as well? Right. Wouldn't surprise me a bit. And it's actually one of the number one
1: causes for divorce.
0: Mm. And I would dare guess that if you are feeling financially overwhelmed or underwater, it probably leads a lot to burnout. So lots of reasons to have your financial house in order.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: So today I've asked you to help us understand a little bit more about credit cards, um, your thoughts on them and approach to them. Um, You know, as a physician, we get countless amounts of credit card offers in the mail. And so, you know, some general questions to you. Are credit cards a good idea? When could we use them? How could we make them work to their advantage? So tell us a little bit about your thoughts on credit cards.
1: Right. Well, those are all really good things to think about. But I will say right off the bat, when I see an attending physician, particularly one who's been attending for a number of years, with outstanding credit cards that have not been paid, it's always a red flag to me. Because that tells me that they're living beyond their means, that they don't have an emergency fund, and so they had to rely upon the credit cards uh, to be paying for some of those daily expenses. So we will be talking as we go through today about some ways to avoid that, and how to handle them in a really good way, because they can be a tad bit addictive. I don't know if you've seen that with doctors.
0: Well, I would dare guess with our consumeristic society and how you're invited to spend, and your email and your social media is barraged by offers all the time, you really do need to exercise good spending habits and understand the consequence of those spending decisions.
1: Absolutely, because we're in an age of consumerism. And so many people judge their own self-worth by what their colleagues are spending money on, and um, that can drive up their spending way beyond where it needs to be.
0: And I know we've talked about this a long, long time throughout our podcasting history, but the importance of understanding the long-term goals and benefits of keeping that spending in check. So again, what, what role do credit cards play in our financial wellness plan?
1: Well, I think they're actually a huge part of the financial wellness plan. And I've noticed this just yesterday. I may take two or three hundred dollars in cash, you know, to have kind of walking around money. And frankly, it lasts me at least a quarter maybe longer, because I put everything on my debit, either a debit card or a uh, credit card, and then pay it off right away. And last night, my husband seems to be going through this a lot quicker than I am. And I noticed he does not use his credit cards as much as I do. But I think in modern society, cash, we're going to see less and less cash and a lot more uh, credit and so credit cards are extremely important. So here's a, a test question for you. Uh, in 2020, and this is not pertaining to doctors in particular, but in the United States, Christy, what do you think is the average credit cards that an adult had in 2020?
0: And is that like including store credit cards, like if they have a Best Buy or something like that or, or just, right? yeah?
1: Right. Any kind of credit card. It could be a store
0: card or some other Visa, MasterCard, whatever. I would guess it's it's... Like maybe six or eight. I feel like you see people pull out just piles of cards when, uh, when they're trying to pay for things. Tell me the answer. What did you find out?
1: Actually, when it comes to credit cards, we're not talking debit cards here, but credit cards is actually four. Credit cards on average. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know what that is with doctors. It wouldn't surprise me if it was higher with doctors. And this is interesting because it's an increase of one credit card per person in just three years. Because in 2017, it was only three credit cards per person.
0: Oh, that is interesting. And I guess I'd be curious to know: is that credit cards that they're actually using, or I know for my own self, like I have one credit card that I use for regular life expenses, because I'm with you, I tend to put things on credit card for the protection of any potential fraud, but also because I'm trying to take advantage of bonus points and that sort of thing. But then I have, you know, another card that I never use. It's just kind of available credit, gosh forbid, something crazy happens in life.
1: Exactly. I think that's very, very smart. And we'll talk a little bit about how to maximize those. It's interesting to see the average credit cards per person really has a lot to do with how old you are. So baby boomers average five, which I thought was interesting. Gen X is about four, millennials three, and Gen Z is only about two credit cards per
0: person. Do you think that speaks to just how comfortable they are with revolving credit and maintaining credit?
1: Yeah. Let's face it, a lot of those baby boomers just got carried away with credit.
0: Because when did really credit cards become part of the... American spending diet, if you will.
1: Oh gosh, you're asking me questions I have absolutely no idea
0: about. I can't answer Fair that. Enough.
1: Fair <laughs> enough. But I will tell you, I'm old enough. I'm old enough to remember the first ATM machines, which does definitely date. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> well, that's all right. As you said before, we need an experienced financial advisor. So you check the box there, Mr. Mazarin. <laughs> yes.
1: I didn't get all this white hair for nothing. That's, that,
0: that's for sure. All right. I had asked you this question informally, and I would love to know your thoughts about how do you pick which credit cards are, are best for you and, and your family? And that question came to me because I was out with some friends and they made such a big deal about their Amex card and Amex Black and on and on and on. And I was thinking to myself is there really an advantage to having that? Is that something we should all be striving for? And I simply didn't have the answer. So help us understand that a little bit.
1: Well, I think the first thing we want to talk about is, well, what is the purpose of the credit cards? Because these different credit cards can be focused to different groups and for different, trying to solve different financial problems. So the first one to think about is those people who want to build credit or they want to improve their credit score. So this is a reason why doctors today pretty much have to have a credit card. And if they don't have at least a couple of credit cards, they're not going to have a high enough credit score to be able to buy that house, a car, or what have you. So that's an important
0: piece. So having credit cards and maintaining them, which means at the very least paying your monthly payment on time, if not paying it off Each month, which is, of course, the ideal, those are all key things to building your credit score, correct?
1: Right, exactly. And I'll talk, I'll name some names here in just a second, because uh, certain companies, they have credit cards, frankly, for people who either have a very bad credit rating or no credit rating at all. And their goal with these cards is to help them build up a good credit rating. And they made these credit cards might be great for certain people who would struggle to get approved by other credit card companies. I'll be frank. I only had a couple of doctors in that situation, but they may have relatives in that. So it's still good information for them. So one of the recommendations I make for these kind of doctors that are having trouble getting cards or they're just starting out is to get what's called a secured credit card. And you can actually go to the banks and get these. And it's like a prepaid debit card where you can get, you put a $400, $500, $1,000 or whatever on there. And it's actually prepaid. The money's already in your account and a lot of times the vendor doesn't even know that it's prepaid and you're using it and of course you're you're showing that you've got a good history it's gonna
0: improve your credit score. And so then as you would bend that down, you would reload it from your bank account. Is that kind of how it works? Right. Mm -hmm. That would be another way to do it.
1: Now, there are some companies, I haven't used these, I just came across them in my research, that says that you can use other collateral besides your bank accounts for these. Once again, I don't think doctors are going to fall into that category, but they may have some relatives that do it. So here's a couple of examples, and I have to give you my lawyer-like disclaimer right off the bat. I am not recommending any of these companies, just in case our listeners are wondering. They don't give me any kickbacks, I don't get any finder's fees if you go there. And to be frank, by the time you listen to this recording, their numbers, their statistics might be different. So do your research. This just might give you a starting point on some places to consider.
0: Perfect. Yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts and what your research has discovered.
1: So a Capital One
0: Platinum
1: Secured Credit card. If you've got a very very low credit score, by that I mean, as low as three hundred to six twenty nine, they can give you a credit of two hundred dollars. This is the time we're recording this for, as low as a cash deposit of forty nine dollars, which I thought was very interesting. In that case, you put in forty nine dollars, they'll give you two hundred dollars worth of worth of credit. Uh, another one is Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card, and very similar credit scores that they're looking at between 300 and 689. And this is one of those cards I mentioned earlier that's backed by money that's in an account that's linked to this card. So the bank doesn't really worry about getting paid because they know that they can always access your bank account to pull over the funds. And your credit limit then will be linked by however much you've got in a balance
0: there. So are those also good cards for someone who's working to build their credit? So for example, if you have a young high school student now transitioning off to college, are those the kind of cards that you might... Consider for that population?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great, that's a really, really great question. And you might want to get this for your college student that's going off to school, that you don't want them carrying around a lot of cash, more likely to get robbed, right? But on the other hand, you don't want them to go too crazy spending money on there. So you might give them one of these and they'll know that maybe they've only got a $500 limit. So yeah, they can go a little crazy, but they can't go too nuts.
0: But it also sounds like for some crazy reason, I don't know, divorce or something catastrophic, and you found yourself in a position where you really needed to start working to build up your credit score, this might be an option as well. Right. Exactly.
1: And once again, I'd start with your bank because if you're doing business with them, they may have this kind of credit card there. All right. the next There's another kind, and this is probably more common with doctors, and this is where you want to earn rewards or loyalty points of some kinds so you can redeem these rewards. Now, these credit cards typically have higher uh, annual percentage charges, but they also reward you more with earnings. And they can be all sorts of things. It can be cash back. It might be airline miles. It might be free stays in hotels, travel points, uh, retail products, many, many other things. Might fit into this category. So very typically, you might get one percent back on your total purchases through the year. But bear in mind, a lot of these come with annual fees, so we've got to juggle: are the annual fees worth it? Now, an example of these right now is an Active Cash Wells Fargo Visa card. Now, this is kind of cool because you can get an unlimited two percent back on all of your purchases. They also give you two hundred dollars cash reward when you spend a thousand dollars in the first three months. So let's be frank. These organizations want you using these credit cards. They don't want you paying them off on time because they're going to make so much money in their annual charges, their percentage charges on the accounts that are uh, still open and haven't been paid.
0: Mm. And I think I recall you saying something crazy that credit card rates escalated in in times of financial duress within the country. But as the economy improved and Other financial markers, i.e. mortgage interest rates, inflation rates, et cetera, all sort of normalized. The credit card rates did not.
1: Exactly. They really didn't come down anywhere near as low as they had been before, uh, those kind of stresses. So you have to be very, very careful with these. And I think I may have talked about this in a previous podcast, but for a while we had a Best Buy credit card. Now, when you're married to a guy who's kind of a tech guy, they love Best Buy, right? Because they think they're getting all these points and they can go in and buy their favorite gadgets at Best Buy. Uh, Be careful if you're married to somebody like this, that's all I can say. So I paid this credit card off every month, right? Look at the balance, paid it off every month. And then I started noticing... I had a couple of um, of months, there's like, there's a $65 charge here. And I know I paid this off. What the heck? What's going on? I went back and looked in more detail and many credit cards will charge you at the start charging the interest rate at the end of the month, not Best Buy. They started charging you interest on the day of your purchase. So if I purchased something on the fifteenth and I paid the car uh, off entire the card off entirely on the thirtieth, I still had fifteen days worth of this very high interest, even though I thought I was paying it off in full. So you want to read the fine print on these.
0: So you would literally have to make the purchase with your card, go straight home, log in your online bill pay, and pay it right at that moment. <laughs> Right, Exactly. Needless to say, honey, I don't care how much you love what
1: you can buy at Best Buy. We're not using the Best Buy card. But uh, because you're right, if I want to buy that washing machine there, I'd probably I'd probably be prepay. And uh, before I got to the store, you know, transfer two thousand dollars or whatever
0: I thought I was going to be spending to the card.
1: <laughs> so it was there when I made the purchase.
0: But to that point, I mean, if you have a certain passion in life you know you're talking about a passion for tech or like you mentioned earlier if your passion is for travel can you win with some of these cards and and really get so many bonus miles or stays at hotels that it really does make it worth the effort All right listeners we're going to hold it there as this topic is so interesting with so much more to offer that we will be back with a round 2 featuring Catherine and more topics on credit cards and their piece toward your financial wellness plan That's it for me, Christina McAteer, and on behalf of Brown Emergency Medicine and the Brown EM blog, thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to catching up with you soon. Be well.